Here we go. Here we go. Hey, this is Wicked Spursy. Uh, season two episode. Season, or season four episode two. Season four. Season four episode two. Uh, off to <laughs> off to the races already, Mike. I know. Jesus Christ. Uh, no Dave today. Uh, sorry to all you uh, Dave fans out there. Uh, of which I'm sure there are, uh, you know, a couple dozen of you. The rest this of is you, the point where people just turn it off. No, Dave. Eh, no, no, Dave. We're out. <laughs> That's that's probably what's that's probably the deal. Um, I'm curious what the what the data looks like behind that. Uh, we'll have to ch- check in with him, see if this episode does any worse than the rest of them. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! Uh, yeah, it, it's you know Dave's off on another one of his excursions. Uh, uh, you know, meeting with our with our dear leader, Mister Levy, uh, and uh, can't meet with Joe Lewis because Joe Lewis is probably currently uh, indisposed with an ankle bracelet on. Can't, yeah, can't, like that. He can't leave. Uh, he can't go thirty yards with uh, outside of his yacht. Um, but the horror. You do, yeah, you do have Dave. You do have uh, Mike and Steve. Uh, luckily, you have Mike and Steve. Uh, we're gonna break down some stuff uh, that's happened since the last time we met up. Uh, Steve, how you doing, man? I'm doing okay. Okay. Um, I've had a headache for over a week now, which has been fantastic. Perfect. Uh, but I did get to see Barbie, which was phenomenal. And I'm saying that like completely unironically. That was a really fucking good movie. Considering I expected it to be a long ass commercial, it it was good. Like it was actually legitimately good and worth watching. I know, I know, it's shocking. It's well, but, I mean, it's a it's a it's a big nod to feminism, right? I mean, isn't that what the the whole kind of premise behind it is and Ken yeah. tries to fuck everything up. And I don't know. I didn't get, I didn't get it all. My daughter, my daughter like came back from the movie with her. She went with her friends and then she was like, yeah, it was good. It was good. And then I heard her talking to her mom about it, you know, and then I got to get the breakdown. Yeah. It's one of those where like, you know, I, like I said, I expected it to just be this one big commercial. Um, but uh, my wife, she went to see it with her, um, with her twin brother and she's like you you gotta go so you know with the kid we just tagged off i went uh, a, a different night and uh it's funny like I, I i got in there and i ended up with this group of teenage boys behind me and i'm thinking great a bunch of teenage boys sitting here for barbie like they're just gonna make this entire thing obnoxious and i think they thought that they were going into it to be obnoxious and like, oh, you know, we're a bunch of edgy teenagers going to see a, a girl's movie. Um, but they shut up really fast. Like they, I, they got into it and I was shocked. Like of, of all the people in that theater, I thought they were going to be the biggest problems and absolutely not a peep from them after the first few minutes. It was honestly it was good it was really worth watching yeah there's that that feminism angle to it um but there's a lot of like just existential questions you know why am i here what is my purpose um you know things are changing is that good like it was worthwhile i i I definitely recommend it now did you do the did you do the whole uh the the barbenheimer thing or did you do them separately unintentionally um so we were supposed to my my wife and i we were supposed to go and see barbie as our date night uh movie but um my or i guess i should say her nephew uh got accepted into this really prestigious um program and he's going to be spending uh the next year in germany 
studying there for his final year of high school. Um, he could visit Harry Kane. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, he's going to be in Frankfurt, but, uh, you know, as they're going away, you know, he wanted to go and see Barbie. So they went to that. And then my wife and I went and saw Oppenheimer instead, um, which was also very good, but much longer and much less funny. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can so imagine. we ended up seeing both, but uh, not intentionally. I, I kind of, I get, I get, I did not see the Barbie movie. Uh, I, I don't have that kind of, I do have that kind of time, but I just didn't. And uh, I did not get to see Oppenheimer. I was going to go see Oppenheimer with, uh, with our friend, Nikki Winks. Uh, so he decided that, Hey, yeah, great idea. We'll go up to Montreal. We'll see it on the, on the, uh, the 70 millimeter, right? Um, IMAX, like true IMAX 70 millimeter. And I was like, yes do it he said i found the he said we have like a, a one o'clock and a six o'clock and i found the only english viewing so that's what we had we had a one o'clock or a six o'clock and i was like let's do a one o'clock sure and he's like he says to me so does wednesday or thursday work for you i'm like wednesday what? or thursday it's like dude do you understand that not everybody on the fucking planet has a teaching job where we don't work during the summer? I work all summer, <laughs> man. Like Wednesday or Thursday. Which day is best for you? How about Saturday? Yeah, right? I said, That's I said, I, I said, I can't do that. How about Saturday? Never got back to me. <laughs> uh, of course. He's like, yeah, you piece of shit. You're making me spend my weekend on this. Uh, I'm not doing that. I mean, it's an hour long drive, you know? I, I, well, yeah, an hour and 15 minutes, you know? It, it couldn't it couldn't have hurt to take you know a good five to seven hours out of his day to go see Oppenheimer. How how long is that movie? It's three hours. It is actually a three hour long. Movie. It's all of three hours. Okay, cool. Um, yeah. Well, see, yeah, I didn't get to see either one of them then. Um, uh, but you know, I I I got to see some. Uh, I I got to see the Flash. Uh, I got to see uh indiana jones i think had i seen indiana jones last time we talked probably not um but i I got to see some good movies there's a lot of good summer blockbusters out there and if you just want to turn your mind off for a little while go see indiana jones it's super entertaining um turning my mind the flash way better than i thought it was going to be uh despite ezra miller being a fucking lunatic um (laughs) and he happens to live in our state um on the compound with his uh with his followers but um oh yeah, yeah he's in that yeah oh he's really he's what actually weirdo <laughs> closer to like massachusetts so it's okay um <clears throat> yeah he's a fucking so he's weirdo. in dave's backyard basically basically yeah uh other than that uh my son decided to not go to uh the club that uh offered him um offered him the u13 position spot uh he decided to stay with his club for another year see what's going to see what's going to happen which is you know uh he's loyal to his club um he's going to give it another shot to see if they can win a trophy um new coach i mean very similar circumstances to our to our friend uh Harris P Kane the 3rd i was just going to say that's like that's a great segue yeah right uh so yeah let's get it let's get into a little harry kane talk let's just get it right the fuck out of the way so that we don't have to you know dwell on this and get get have a 30 minute conversation halfway through this uh podcast let's do it let's let's talk kane all right all right we'll 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 keep it nice and simple mike stay or go 
uh, for me, um, hundred percent. I want him to stay. Um, up until probably yesterday, I thought he was out the goddamn door. And then I saw the news from, uh, I, I think it came through from, uh, David Ornstein, uh, saying that they had, <laughs> they had rejected Byron's, uh, Byron's bid, <clears throat> which is a hundred million euros plus add-ons. I mean, that's, that's, you know, that's going to be north of probably a hundred million, uh, a hundred million pounds. So I, I, I think there's two things going on there in my mind. Uh, Daniel Levy said, uh, we don't really need the money. Um, and you pissed me off. So fuck you. Uh, I mean, they've, they've, they've fucked us around. Uh, yeah, sure. They're, they're the biggest club in Germany. doesn't mean they're, they're one of the bigger clubs in the world. It doesn't mean that they can push us around. Um, and Daniel Levy does not like to be pushed around. We don't have to sell. Harry Kane. Um, in fact, this team might be better off with Harry Kane on it. Um, <clears throat> he's going to draw defenders away. He's going to, he's, he's not the type of guy who's going to, you know, hold up in the box, but he is going to draw defenders uh, away from, from the wingers. He is going to be a guy who drops back and can distribute. Um, he's, he's the best striker in the world uh, without a doubt in my mind. Uh, for my money. Um, I mean, even Pep Guardiola said that, that Holland watches watches (laughs) Harry Kane videos. Right. Um, So, you know, for my money, uh, Harry Kane, I don't think is going anywhere. I didn't think I initially, I didn't think he was going to go anywhere. I thought, I don't know that he's going to sign another contract. I just don't like the idea that, that, we have been offered, uh, you know, that type of money to send our talisman to, to Germany and where he can do whatever, whatever he needs to do and, um, and, and make his money and get his trophy, you know, for however many years he's over there. Um, I don't have a problem with that. I'd like, I like that money, but on the other flip, on the other side of that coin, you have an, you have the issue where he could go to Chelsea. He could go to somewhere like Man U, get that trophy, and get the scoring record. So like, there's and he'll get the money too wherever he goes, wherever he chooses to go, he'll get that money. Um, thing is, like, what just yesterday or was it today or yesterday? he had said that he likes Postacoglu and he likes the direction the club is going. So who the fuck knows? Um, he could end up signing. I don't see it happening, but he could. Yeah. I, I, you know, I don't think anybody knows what's going on with this. You know, for all we know, Byron comes in with an improved bid as was rumored a few hours ago that they were going to do that up their bid again. Um, the only certainty that seems to be going around is that Kane wants it sorted before match day one. Like he wants that taken care of, which again, we're what <clears throat> three, four days away from that. They are running out of time. If anything happens, it's going to happen this week. Frankly, I, I, I don't know what his priorities are. Like, yeah, he goes to Byron, he gets a trophy, but uh, it's a fucking participation trophy. I mean, honestly, is Byron really going to be threatened for the league at all? 
especially if Harry Kane goes there. It's like, what is the value of that? I could go to Bayern right now, sign for them, never play a minute, and get a fucking trophy. Like, they've got it on autopilot pretty much. So, to me, going to Bayern as a player, I just don't understand that. Like, if you want a trophy go to the fucking store and buy yourself a goddamn trophy. You can have them inscribe whatever the fuck you want on it. Kelvin you know, Phillips it's, did it's that. Kelvin Phillips thing. He did that with man, with man city. Right. So. Yeah. It's the same <laughs> fucking thing. You just, you know, if you're that desperate for a piece of silverware, you're making how much money, just go fucking buy yourself a cup and put it in your trophy cabinet. You know, for me, I think the more appealing thing is, is going for that record. But uh, at the end of the day, you know, if Bayern ponies up the cash, I, I'd be sad to see him go, but we have to fucking move somebody odd. And he's literally the only player that anybody seems to actually want to spend money on in our heavily bloated squad. Um, given the way that Pastacoglu's got the team set up, I, you know, I, I think we'll miss his goals, but I don't think it'll be as devastating a loss as it would be if we still had somebody like a Conte or a Mourinho in charge where Kane was single-handedly lifting us over to the end of the season. I think goals will come a lot more uh, in in different areas of the pitch than what we saw under previous uh, managers. So if if we're going to sell him, I, I think now's the time to do it, especially if we can avoid setting him to a United or a Chelsea. But again, it's it's going to be what matters more to him. Does he want that goal scoring record or does he want his fucking, you know, you won the Bundesliga with Byron participation trophy? Who knows? I'm just going to yeah, so Byron is winning that trophy yeah. for the 13th year in a row with or without him. Yeah, I'm going to be so fucking happy when this entire saga is over. We can get to match day one and it's like, all right, well, he said that that's the end of it. So let's just put it to bed and and whatever happens happens we'll be done with it but match day 1 which is 5 days away right yeah i mean i'm i'm really hyped for some of these new signings that we've got right now i was watching the uh, interviews for Vendeven and for uh, Louise, uh and both of them are just so fucking on board with spurs that you know kane if you want your your Bayern participation medal fucking go for it you know we got some some hype men coming in the wings like let's see what they got yeah, I, I, you know, I don't necessarily think that, you know, um, watching some of the stuff Elise does, like, I didn't know who the fuck this guy was. And then he just popped up on the radar. So I started looking. Um, I don't know. He's not a like for like replacement with Harry Kane by any stretch of the imagination. No. Um, <clears throat> but he is what he is, what, six, one, six, two, something like that. Um, he's big. He is. He's big boy. He's big. Right. Um so I don't necessarily know that he's going to fit that Harry Kane role. Um, he's not going to be a distributor. He's an, he is, a, a, it looked to me like he was, a, he's a little better in and around the box um, moving in the box than maybe Harry Kane is Harry Kane kind of Harry Kane for me with, with the ball has always been kind of clumsy looking, even though it's probably not clumsy. It's just like his, his gait. Um, yeah, but he's he's more like a smart player, right? Like he right. doesn't have the flashiest technique or the fastest feet or anything, but he's smart enough to know where he needs to be to get his shot off. It's an intelligence move, yeah. So yeah. my so just to just to kind of put a put a top hat on this uh, Harry Kane conversation, um, unless you've got something else to say, but I I I, I my one fear um, 
for Spurs fans and and for all the all the you know years and years of of rooting and and cheering that the Spurs fans did that if Harry Kane goes to another prime club breaks the breaks the record there he's they're going to claim him they're going to claim that record and they're going to throw it in our faces um they're going to throw it in our club's face too which pisses me the fuck off um you know especially those fuckers on the other side of london uh yeah. the other side of north london i should say uh you know i i just they're going to throw it in our faces and they're going to claim it as their own they're going to claim the record as their own. They're going to claim him as, as their own and celebrate and get to celebrate him when all the sweat equity was put in with Tottenham Hotspur um, and its and its fans. And it, 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 it's not going to piss me off, but it, it will piss me off. But I think that I'll just be super disappointed that they're going to get to claim that when we're the when we're the ones who have put all the hard work in and in, in, in the years and years of standing behind this guy. Yeah, uh, we'll see what happens. You know, we've only got a few more days, hopefully, of having to deal with this shit before it's it's decided and we can just fucking move on. Speaking of moving on, though, um, we really need to sell some of these fucking players. We have like 35 guys on our squad right now. First team squad members. Like, that is just unreal for a team that is not in any European competition. I'm I'm uh, I'm actually pretty worried about it. Um. <clears throat> there are a couple of guys that I'm actually happy haven't been <laughs> are injured and haven't been sold yet. Uh, one being uh, Brian Hill. Um, you know, I, I think that Brian Hill can bring a, a lot to this team. I think that he'll fit in, he'll fit into Angie's system. I just don't know where, um, you know, is he, can he be used as a number eight or is he going to be used more as a, as a winger type, where, where is he going to, where is he going to fit in? Um, I think that Papsar is probably going to be starting on uh, Sunday. Um, I don't, th- I don't think that he's, I still don't think he's big enough. I don't think he's strong enough to play that position. He's um, got bulk up a little bit. It's it's basically, it's basically that that's the spot. That's the holding, the holding place for, you know, whoever's going to take that spot right there, whether it's going to be Hobby or it's going to be Sar, is the is the holder for eventually Bentinker when he comes back, right? He's they're the placeholder. Um, but the guys that we have to get rid of, uh, and unfortunately, I know we're bringing guys in uh, to play defense. Well, we bring, we brought two defenders in. One of them should probably go out on the loan, Ashley Phillips, and then we have uh, and then we have Van de Ven who is nailed on starter um yeah pretty much yeah i mean we have to get rid of, of eric dyer i i cannot have him i cannot have him, I cannot have him in, the, in the back anymore he's become a liability it's sad because he has these stretches where it's like holy shit he has these stretches of brilliance where he's really really good and that might be having a lot to do with the players that are around him but um eric dyer dave sanchez who put in a fucking shift today he was good he was real good um, and then you have uh, Reggie. Reggie's just can't hack it. Um, yeah. well, he's a nice guy. Tangi and Dombele but... is going to have to go. He's injured. He can't stay healthy. He has to go. I mean, we have seven to nine guys that have to go. Absolutely. You know? Hugo's still got to sort his thing out. We know he's gone. He's not in the squad at all. 
Right. So, I mean, you we have seven to nine guys. So we're talking, we, we heard that uh, there could be three more signings coming before, before deadline. Um, so, you know, keep an eye out for that. But if, if you're going to get some, some big money signings, um, you're going to, you're going to have to sell some of these guys off and whether you're, whether you're getting as, as a Daniel Levy, whether you're getting the money that you think that each of these players is worth or not, it shouldn't really matter in the end. Like you should be able to get $10 million for each one of these players at the going rate right now. I I don't care who they are. You should be able to get $10 million for each of these players. There you go. That's 70, $80 million right there. Go buy two $40 million players and somebody for the system. Yeah. Yeah. That's I mean, it's a fair point, but this this brings I know me that's not subject. how it works. But. Well, yeah, I mean, I was just stuck thinking like, fuck, like, just sell Dyer for a Big Mac or something. I mean, you get hungry for lunch one day. That it's fair enough, right? Just drive him over to the McDonald's and offer trade him, him in. West, yeah, offer him to West Ham. Like they <laughs> they're putting in for for Harry Maguire, and I mean, it's like the can, same thing. Just he's yeah, Harry yeah, Maguire he's, at home. Yeah, just sell him to West Ham. Harry Maguire is going to be more expensive because he had a captain's armband. Well, Dyer had a captain's armband today. So, so here, I, I got to ask you this, because this is a question that I've been <laughs> looking forward to asking. And it's not that question. We're not there yet. Oh, okay. Um, but now that we've officially hit the end of our preseason games, we've seen the team play under, under Pastacoglu a couple of times now. <clears throat> I'm going to ask, your top three players who you think improved the most in Angus system and three that did themselves absolutely no favors. Okay. Uh, that's, that's, ah, wow. That's a great fucking question. Um, so top three who did themselves no favors, Eric Dyer. Absolutely. Uh, I think we're in agreement there. I, I, th- and unfortunately, cause I, I wanted to give, I'm, I'm a second chance guy. I wanted to give him a second chance. Tengen Dombele didn't do anything for himself. Um, and number three, um, I gotta say, I gotta say, and it's, it's sad to say is Reggie. Um, I love him. I I love how enthusiastic he is. I love his, his smile. I love when like, he knows he's done something well, like he smiles, like he's yeah. always got that, like, and, and he's all about his teammates and he really is a loyal guy. And, and, and I love that. Uh, and I think he is coy's. Um, I just don't think he did himself any favors and I don't think I, I, I don't think it's going to work out for him. Um, the other, the other one that I could have, it's going to be tough because I think he'll play himself into a position, but he is not a signing of, of he's not a signing for a Postacoglu system, which is Pedro Poro. I think he's a brilliant player. I think he could put in a billion crosses. I think he could play a midfield position, maybe. Um, he just, yeah. you know, you want you want him to be able to play like Perisic. Um, and Perisic might be on my list on the other side of that. Um, you know, but I think Pedro Poro is going to eventually find himself in a spot where it's going to be do or die. He's either going to be sitting on the bench or he's going to be in the starting rotation. And and if he wants to do that, he's going to have to prove that he can learn how to play defense. And today he didn't help himself at all. Um, 
so that's my three on the that side. My three on the on the other side, um, 100 percent uh, Basuma. The guy is the guy is uh, electric, electric. Uh, he is raw animal instinct personified. Um, this is the guy that last year, I, last year I said he, he's going to be the guy that's probably going to be the MVP of the squad. I'm pretty sure I said that. And, and he, he is looking like it right now. Like he came back from an injury, didn't get to play in the last game and came out today. And he bossed, bossed that, that midfield of the, the Spanish champions. Um, Absolutely. And this is, this, this is a guy. This is a guy who had a hard time getting in last year because uh, we had an asshole for a coach, apparently. Um, <laughs> yeah, to so, say it mildly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. the The next guy for me, Gio Lo Celso. Um, he's proving to be a player that the player that we thought we were buying. Um, he's always got that kind of like weird look in his face, like he's like that nonchalant kind of like. Nah, I don't give a fuck. Type of a type of a look on his face. I just think that's the way he is. He doesn't have that intense look. He doesn't have that like, you know. It's it's kind of like th- that whole attitude was was uh, it was shown on that one penalty kick Harry Kane had a couple of years ago. That kind of like, nah, eh, fuck it. He went. Remember when he went and sat down on the wall? Yep. yep. <laughs> when I and that that might have been a little bit of him going, yeah. It's fucking Harry Kane. He's going to make it, which is fucking really cool and some shithousery. But on the other side of that, like Gio Lacelso looks really good. Um, he's going to be a guy who's going to who's going to play a lot uh, this year, and he's not going anywhere. Um, and my third guy, God, um, this is tough. Uh, and <laughs> you may you may or may not like this, but uh, I'm going to say it's Emerson Royale. Uh, Interesting choice. And this is this is why it's the it's the plain fact, and it's not Sonny because I don't think Sonny did himself any favors this year. He's so far in the preseason has just been meh. Yeah. I don't I don't think he can play on. He, I don't think he can play on the wing. But that's just that's another whole kettle of fish. Um, Emerson Royale and and. It's for the plain fact that there's fucking nobody else over there, but he plays really, really good defense, and he's show, and he's shown in the preseason that he can push up and try and be part of the attack. He's as bad on the attack. Well, he's not as bad on the attack as Pedro Porter is on defense, um, but he's shown that he can go up in the attack. He passes pretty, pretty okay, um, but he defends very, very well, and and. If he, and Paro does it and right, and so that's the thing is that in this in the system with Ange, we have a we have a Destiny Odogi on the other side, right? So he could have been one of the ones that you know he did himself all the favors in the world. He showed up. He, he showed was, up. He, he did. was fucking good. He was good. Um, but I kind of expected that out of him, knowing fair. the player that yep, he is and the fair. player that he was. So with Emerson, I think that he's shown that. Destiny's the guy who's going to play offense. Who's going to be an offensive, you know, left back. 
on the on the other side, we need somebody who can get back and 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 play defense uh, quickly on transitions. Because what happens is you're going to get counterattacked in the system often, and and you're going to and you need somebody who's fast who's going to get back there. You're going to have Van de Ven. Um, you're going to need somebody who's going to be ballsy enough to make a fucking tackle uh, in the midfield, uh, a, a strategic tackle in the midfield. That's Romero. Uh, and then you're going to need another defender back there to slow people up so the other guys can get back and play defense. Uh, in the in the end, we're going to give up a lot of goals right off the right off the bat. Oh yeah, oh yeah, a lot of fucking goals, and we may not win a whole bunch. I bet I'm willing to bet we go three and three to start the season uh, with no draws. But um, the, the defense is the weakness, and we just need defenders that are going to be able to push push up when we need them to attack. And be able to get back and Van de Ven's that guy because he's fast as fuck. So now yours. I just took up a lot of time, didn't I? Holy shit. <laughs> I mean, I, look, I, I'm the. I'll, I'll try to keep it different. I wasn't going to include Indomble on my list of um, failures because, frankly, I never, I, I never considered him as in the mix to begin with. Um, but I think, you know, the guys you listed, Eric Dyer, spot on, you know, if we could only sell one defender, I would sell Eric Dyer. If we could sell two defenders, I would sell Eric Dyer twice. That's how much <laughs> I despise him right now. What a douchebag. Well, it, you know, it, and I know one game does not make or break anybody, but just watching, because it's so fresh in my mind, watching that uh, Barcelona game today, you know, you could see Sanchez trying, right? Like we know Sanchez is probably out the door. He's he's got to move on. You know, he's he's just not been at the level that's required. But what I saw from Sanchez today was effort. He was busting his ass out there. He was putting in the tackles. He was trying to get himself into positions. Yo, he had a one... really great tackle on Rafinha. Like, like beautiful oh, yeah. tackle. Dude. He had he had one block early on in the second half where he was like fist bumping himself because he he recognized that he made the recovery he did what yeah. was expected. I saw none of that from Dyer. He was slow. He wasn't really tracking well. He was playing as if it was still a Conte system, and that was never going to work. It's not going to work under Ange at all. And for me, he's he's got to be the first name out the door, aside from Hugo, who we know is is leaving. Like he he's he's going. Um, so Dyer absolutely out the door. I have to agree with you, Reggie. Another one. I love the dude. He's so positive. He's so full of energy. He's not good enough. Um, and frankly, I could apply that to just about every single left back, aside from Destiny. Destiny nailed on starter. He mm-hmm. has done everything he needs to to just be the number one guy. Who I line up behind him in the pecking order is Ben Davies. I would pick Ben Davies over Sessignon and over Reg- Reggie right now. Yeah, and I maybe mean, that's a hot take, but neither of those two look particularly good to me. No, I'm uh, steady, steady Ben Davies. Uh, I mean, again, I he's another guy that I don't think is good enough, but I mean. You're gonna to have to find somebody, and it doesn't look like Barca wants to sell Longley to to us for the the price we want to buy him. So, yeah, uh, I mean, I, it's I, a, it's the same sort of situation on the right hand side, right? Like we, I think we can both agree that Emerson Royale is the nailed on starter and right back. Yeah, by far. 
Pedro Poro takes second spot, not because he's been good, but because nobody else is there to really pick up the slack. I, I think eventually he's going to end up in the starting in the starting role too. Which, you think so? Yeah, I mean, if 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 there's a, if there's any way that Emerson can figure out a way <laughs> to be more effective on the offensive side of the ball, yeah, Emerson's got that spot. But like, I just don't understand why we. I mean, did we have to buy Pedro Poro? Was it was that a obligation to buy? Yeah, I think it was. Uh, um, so I mean, I you know he's one of those guys where I think Ange just needs to figure out what to do with him. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. You know, I I I wouldn't be surprised if he got some time in a more advanced role where he doesn't necessarily need to defend as much. Um, you know, maybe if if Decky picks up an injury and, and Solomon's nowhere to be found and. There's nobody else to play on that right side. I, I could see him getting a run out there. Um, but my third guy outside of Reggie and, and Dyer, and this this is probably going to be a bit of a hot take, and it's it's not to be super disrespectful at all, but somebody who did themselves no favors, I think his son. I don't think of the attackers that I saw across all of preseason, he was the only one who still seemed like he was trying to figure out his role. You know, Perisic thrived. Solomon had moments of brilliance. He looked fantastic. Richarlison was hot and cold, but when he was hot, he was fucking hot. Sun was the only one who was just kind of like average. And it, it it's not like he was bad compared to some of these other guys we've been talking about. He just wasn't as good as we expect him to be. You know, like he's still trying to work himself up to fitness. He's still going to start. Because he's son, he's 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 a good player. There's there's intelligence, there's talent in there. He fits Ange's system, but to me, he was the only attacker that really looked lost. You know, yeah. I could shit on defense all night because they're still terrible, but midfield looked good. You know, I don't really have anybody in midfield who just was absolute ass. And and son wasn't bad either. He just wasn't the best of the forwards. You know, I, I guess I'll leave it with that. I, I, I yeah, I, I, I was listening to the extra inch, and I, and I heard Barty uh, mention. I think it was Barty who mentioned something about like Son is not like that ball handling wizard. You know, he's he's just not. He does a lot of step overs that makes it look fancy when he's running. Um, he doesn't have he doesn't have as much pace as you think he has. He, he's able to outrun some dudes, um, and he's able to get around some dudes, but. Um, he did, Barty did make the point that like, just because he made that one run against Burnley, everybody thinks he's this fucking amazing winger and he's not really that type of a winger. He, he's not that type of a guy. I mean, he made that run. Yeah, sure. But he's not that type of a guy. Typically, you know, um, he might be a guy who can slot in uh, if Harry Kane isn't as, as, you yeah. know missing as a like a true number nine he might actually be that type of a, a player that it can succeed in, in andrew's system like that like maybe Only time will yeah. tell but yeah. like yeah i just he he was the least impressive and it's not that he was bad he just wasn't as good as the rest of them right. uh, for my guys that i i think really benefited i giolo celso i think has got to be one of the better ones out there. I mean, Man, you, you, you hit the nail on the head, right? Like he's the player that we thought we were getting. And I don't know if it's because Angus system suits him or because he's got some real one-to-one competition with Madison. Frankly, 
having the two of them on the squad and having options when it comes to a midfield creative player is going to be a huge boon for Spurs this year. Because frankly, like, who did we have before? We had fucking nobody. You know, our most creative player besides Bentenker was Hoybeard. Hoybeard's <laughs> not a fucking creative player. You see right? the fucking ball he put up <laughs> against Shakhtar? Dude, I, I, I still love... Hoskogli um, threw his hands up in the air. <laughs> yep. But but that's exactly it, right? Like I, that's a guy who's used to who's used to playing in a Conte system. Right? Exactly. Just get I the fucking Hoy ball Beard. out of there. I love Hoybeard. I love what he's done, but to have creative players like like Madison and, and LaCelso is going to make us a, a bit more dynamic in areas yeah. that we absolutely need to be. I, I'd rave about Madison, but I think we he's the player that we all knew that we were getting. You know, he's a creative force, he's he's fitting in well. Great. So LaCelso gets the nod there. Um, Decky looks like he's enjoying himself again. You know, I, I got to give it to him. He he got a couple of assists over the course, uh, more than a couple, really. He's, he's at what, like three or four at least uh, in preseason. Uh, he, I saw this interview with him. You know, he was saying, I'm getting the assists. The goals are going to come. Like his confidence is high. He's loving the system. He's loving uh, you know, what Ange is doing, it, it seems like this suits him very well, um, which is, it, it's phenomenal um, because he's, he's since he signed, he's one of my favorites, right? So to see him coming back and contributing in a meaningful way that's more than just, you know, some fancy footwork and then the ball goes out and nothing ever comes of it. Like th- this is the decky that I'm really excited for us to see again. Um, my last guy, I, I got to give it to Basuma. Basuma, you were absolutely right, Mike. Basuma is an animal in that midfield. And he offers something different than what we get with LaCelso, than what we get with Madison. He is, he's got that tight, close control. He can break people down. He can break through those lines with his his movement. Um, he's strong. He's powerful. If he can stay fit, he is going to be you know, we'll start to see the, 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 uh, comparisons to Dembele. That's the kind of vibes that I was Ooh. getting from him against Barcelona today. He was yeah, really I mean, he, tight. Yeah. Um, yeah. you know, if we can get some more in terms of like assists and, and some goals from him, great. But, uh, damn, like this dude, he is, he's showing up, he is showing up for Ange and I'm loving what I'm seeing. Damn. Absolutely. No now question. I do have no one question. more question for you, Mike. Yeah, sure. um, you know, since we're having so much fun with this back and forth, I think it's time that uh, I get to ask you the next question. And that question is this: Hey, Mike, what you drinking? Oh, hey, all right, <laughs> cool. Hey, uh, so here's here's some fun stuff. Um, I'm gonna take this. Uh, I've had it chilling. It better be fun. Look, we don't have Dave today. We need to have maximum fun or no one's going to want to listen to this. <laughs> I'm having a great time. Uh, <laughs> obviously, way, way more fun if we had Dave here. Um, of course. Well, I that had... and we have that nice soothing baritone to kind of like keep everybody engaged and, give, and lend some professionalism to us clowns. I mean, yeah, like, you know, I have my thing where I uh, where I have gaffes in, uh, and that kind of shit. You have your thing where... Uh, you, you, you just you know whine and bitch and complain. Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> and and Dave is the glue that keeps us all together. Um, Somewhere, my wife's like, "Wow, I my my ears are in 
I've been saying that before. <laughs> um, so Dave and I yesterday, Dave was uh, bringing, a, he brought his son up to uh, to move him in uh, because, uh, you know, the old college is starting again. Um, and Dave and I met up at a uh, phone brewing uh, for, a, for a couple of drinks and a nice charcuterie board. Uh, my wife said, I hope you had an, I hope you're having a nice date. Uh, when I told her <laughs> we got a charcuterie board, um, the cheeses and meats were all perfectly selected. Um, but, uh, I picked up some beers. They had a lot of beers and cans. Um, and, uh, so I got this one. It was, it's kind of interesting. It's called alien observer. Um, it's five, it's a 5% Gosa. And before anybody goes off uh, about me not liking fruit in my beer, again, Dave's sister's I, already texting. Oh God, Gina <laughs> is already texting right now. Um, it's not fruited beers; it's fruit in beers. Okay, you got to put an orange, you got to put a goddamn piece of pineapple or fucking watermelon or whatever it is in the beer to make it taste better. A lime, a lemon. It's not looking at you, Corona, Blue Moon. (laughs) Correct. All of of the above. Um, So this is a Gosa. Uh, A Gosa is uh, is a beer that's it's a sour beer that's made with uh, with sea salt. Uh, It takes a little bit of that bite out of that sour um, and gives it a little balance, a lot of balance, actually. Um, This one is a fruited Gosa. Uh, It's made with dragon fruit and grapefruit. Here's the can. The typical uh, foam brewing, uh, yeah, glass That's on nice. there, and it's got a lot of it's got a lot of uh, alien shit going on uh, underneath. Uh, there we go. I know because Adam will want to see this later too. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> so, yeah, let's get into this. It's five percent alcohol. Uh, foam Brewers has is the brewery with the best spot, the best spot of any brewery in the state, probably. It it is a cool ben spot. Hill, ben Hill's pretty nice too, though I gotta say. But I'm gonna pour it into my uh, nice little tulip. Um, I just drank one uh, called Drops. I don't even know what's in it. It's an IPA, and it's fucking delicious as well. Might have been one of the best beers I've ever tasted, and I'm not lying. Interesting. This fruited gosa looks like a fruited gosa. It sure does. I'm I'm intrigued myself. Yeah, yeah, it's a nice looking. It looks a little bit like a ruby red grapefruit juice. Um, it smells really good. Straight off the nose, yeah, you can you can smell the sea salt actually. Oh, very nice. Oh man, yeah, this I, I I've got a feeling this is going to be very good. Uh, the, my problem with like not with gosas, but with most like sour ales is that they all have that kind of same taste, you know on the back end like a, you have the taste of your fruits and that kind of stuff that they're that they're using but they all have a little bit of that same aftertaste and that same like mouthfeel they tend to be very fizzy and then they have that aftertaste that that sour i don't know what it is the it, problem the, that i have the, is that they bitch out on the sour what's most that most of them the the problem that I have is that most of them bitch out on the sour and they just oh well it's tangy you know we're fun and tangy it's accessible it's like if I we're want not sour tang- beer, we're I not want tangy fucking sour we're not tangy no we're not tangy <laughs> <laughs> I was we want tangy. tangy out of here I was tangy but he didn't get a shot because he was injured all fucking preseason um 
so yeah, let's take a sip of this and see what we get. It, um, like I said, they all those sours have they have that same thing behind them. So, except for the ones from Hermit Thrush, if you're ever down in Brattleboro, Hermit Thrush makes some fucking sour sours. Like that is some good shit if you like sours. So the thing that sets up the thing that that sets apart a gosa from a sour is that sea salt, right? And this is and you know, it's it's like what separates a pale ale from like an like an uh, a double IPA, right? <clears throat> is like the hops, the reckless use of hops. The gosa is like a reckless use of sea salt in a beer and it's used for balance, and man, this fucking beer is good. It is really good. Um, it's got that sour. It's got that bite when you first drink it, and then on the back end, it just like as you're swallowing, it just goes down so smooth because of that that it's almost like salt water, right? Huh. Interesting. It's almost got that. Yeah. Oh, it's it's this very good. It's very good. I mean. He's going in for seconds, folks. Up your uh, analysis. You can taste the dragon fruit. Um, you can you can you can taste the the bitter bite of the grapefruit. Um, it's fizzy like a gosa. Um, it's tangy. It's it's really really good. Um, I'm gonna go three point eight on this. Three point eight. All right. All right. Yeah, yeah. It, it's a really good beer. Uh. And I'll probably like ghosts for me. Sours are like sipping beers. Like you get home from work, oh, sit absolutely. down, sit down with the ball game or whatever. You just sip it on a beer. That's the type of that's the type of beer you're gonna have. I I really like it. It's not a dinner beer. I don't. It's like an after dinner beer. Yeah, a dessert beer, if you will. Yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah. Um, for song, let's stick with it. Uh, uh, I don't know. Stick with the alien thing. Should we? <laughs> yeah, let's do it. <laughs> Smooth cream. Alien ant farm. Yeah. Doing? No. No. <laughs> um, actually, you know what? I'm thinking. Uh, system of a down aerials. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can get on board with that. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Fantastic. That that Fantastic. makes me want to go and drink that beer. Which makes me, yeah, which you know makes me want to actually listen to that song right now. But um, we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and talk some more, and then uh, I'll listen to it when we uh when we end. Yeah, maybe you'll well, get a little you know, maybe you get a little treat at the end of the podcast. Maybe if you're lucky, you got to be on your best behavior, listeners. And and you'll have to yeah, and you'll have to listen to the audio version as well. Uh, obviously, the <laughs> two of you that are watching now, one of them is probably Dave. Um, <laughs> Dave's not watching this train wreck. He's got no, he's better things to no, do. No, I think he's driving to Chicago right now. So, oh, so he's definitely watching it because what yeah. else is he going to do on a drive to Chicago? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> pay attention to the road? Absolutely not. No way, dude. Uh, why would you pay Best attention take to the, the road wheel. when you can pay attention to <laughs> your podcast? <laughs> exactly. You know, you know right frankly, now, right now, Dave's Dave's listening and he's like, "What are these guys fucking doing to this podcast?" He's already changing his name. He's trying to get his uh, artistic, creative portion stripped away so that he doesn't have to associate with us. You know I get he, it, Dave. I get it. You know what he kept on saying yesterday? He'd, he'd introduce it. <laughs> he, 
No, he met one of he met one of my friends from high school, uh, who was a uh, a bar manager at at Foam, and he he introduced himself as Dave Younce. It's like bounce, but with a Y. <laughs> and I just I just got a kick out. He he said it like three times last night, and I I just I just got a kick out of it, man. You know that would make a really good episode title too. Bounce with a Y. <laughs> I, well, there we go. I think we have it. There it is. I don't know how it ties into Spurs, but it is fucking well, he hilarious. Has, and he I has, think we he has final editing on this, so uh, that's that's up he, to him. Dave, bounce with a Y. You got to do it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, all right. So that's uh, hey, Mike. What you drinking? Yeah, three point eight Alien Observer. Uh, the song was Aerials by System of a Down. Woo. If that doesn't make you want to go visit Foam Brewing in Burlington, Vermont, I don't know what will. Jesus, it was good, too. I mean, uh, well, you know, except for the atmosphere, it being right on the lake, the massive selection of varied beers. I mean, there's plenty of reasons to go to Foam. And Foam, by the way, we uh, are accepting sponsors. So if you would like to uh, back this podcast, we would uh, we'd like to do business. Also, Green Mountain Spurs is looking for a new home. If you want to throw some TVs up in that joint, that'd be great, too. Who You don't need 20 TVs with your menu on it, all right? Turn one of those into a Spurs machine, and, and we're golden. I agree. I agree. I agree. Throw a flag up or two or something, you know? Yeah, perfect. Yeah. We'll be in touch, Foam. We'll be in touch. There we go. All right, so, so uh, on to more We can more look ahead things. now, Mike. Let's we look can at, look let's ahead. Look ahead. Let's look ahead. <laughs> We actually have a game, like a, know, a legitimate, is... honest to God, Premier League game coming up. I can't, I can't imagine a better scenario for the end of this shitty fucking summer because it's downpouring again. I just had to drive to Virgins to pick up my kids for to see them for one day, and then I send them away again because Lily <laughs> because Lily has right? volleyball practice. You know, it's a parenting thing. Lily has volleyball practice, uh, so and I had to convince Lucas to except the invitation to the Olympic development program. So that's another thing. Uh, but looking ahead, we have Brentford. This is a team. Uh, they're, we're playing on Sunday. So like a, a good portion of the games will already have been done. We have our first Premier League game on Friday, which is fantastic because it just kicks off the weekend. I love it. Um, but our game is until Sunday, so a, a good portion of the games will have already been played by the time that we play at what nine a.m. with the nine a.m. Looking that up now, Burnley against City is the opener. Woo! Sucks to be Burnley. No, you know, uh, you yeah, know all eyes are going to be on Luton Town, right? Luton Town, yes. And they're playing who? Fucking United or somebody or Arsenal? Are they not? Oh, they're playing Brighton. Brighton oh, Saturday well, that... at ten. That'll be that's an away that's an away game for them though too right it's at Brighton it is it is yeah, yeah Brighton okay um so looking uh, forward at our Tottenham Hotspur Football Club playing Brighton uh, or playing <laughs> here we go playing Brentford Brentford Thomas Frank yeah Thomas Frank uh, also uh, the Green Goblin uh, that was weird I lost my audio <laughs> you didn't lose it it just changed into an abomination. <laughs> I have gotta to, love techno mike techno mike strikes again it's only the you're second. back you're back i'm back with a vengeance so uh yeah so we're looking at brentford thomas frank also known as the green goblin 
uh, also known as Willem Dafoe. Um, <laughs> <laughs> my audio keeps fucking up. I love this. Wrenchford, who have had a very interesting. You're gonna have to take over for me, Steve, for a second here. Yeah, no. So Brentford, uh, I'm just looking at their preseason results because honestly, I, I don't really give a crap about them. But we've got a, a draw, a loss, a loss, a draw, a draw. Uh, they're looking like they're fi- firing at all cylinders, which is kind of interesting. Um, again, preseason, take it with a grain of salt. They're at home, first game of the season. They're going to want to show up. They're going to want to give it their all. Uh, and this is this is where the Spursy and me comes in. I'm looking at this game and I'm thinking, you know, we've got Ange Postacoglu in here. We've had some pretty interesting games for preseason. Some some highs, some lows, some really phenomenal results. Um, we've had some great signings coming in. There's a, a real buzz about the club now. And that just leads me to think that we're going to get shafted in this first game. I, you know, that that's that would be peak fucking Spurs. We go into this game riding the high of the new era of Pasacoglu just to fucking trip right before the finish line and come up short at Brentford. I don't think it's going to happen. I really don't. Um, I am far too, fu- maybe it's the beer talking, but I am far too fucking optimistic to think we're coming away with anything short of a win. You know, Mike, you were talking about how you're expecting us to go, you know, three and three to start the season. I think this is the the first win we're going to get uh, away to Bradford. I, I this, like I said, the team's firing in all cylinders. They're, they're <clears throat> bought into Ange. Our defense, yes, they suck. I get it, <laughs> but Brentford's got what? Tooney's out on suspension for what most of the year. I, I don't really know that they've That's got a huge loss for them, but yeah, I, mean, I, I don't know that they've got much to make up for it. Maybe they'll score a goal, a goal or two, but with the way that our, particularly our attack has been playing, we're going to bring the pressure to Brentford. And more importantly, if they sit back, if they invite that pressure on, if they try to do what every fucking team that plays Spurs does and just sit everybody behind the ball and, you know, hope that they can't score for the first time in what feels like forever. We have options. Madison can't unlock Bradford. Fuck it. Bring on LaCelso. You know, Sun's not doing his job. Perisic put on a fucking shift against Barcelona. His crossing was impeccable. He will find somebody's head given the chance. We have these options on the bench. We have these players who are already hitting the ground running under Pasacoglu. I think we're we're in for some fucking fireworks match day one. I think Spurs win at least three to one. That is my score prediction for the Sunday 9 a.m. Eastern match against Brentford. Spurs three, Brentford one. Woo! That's a that's a big one. That's a big one, Steve. Yeah. I'm feeling that fucking <laughs> confident right now. I I am uh, I, I want to be that confident. Uh, uh, I don't know that I am. I don't know that I am. Um, okay, it just takes it just takes one hiccup before it's like, oh, yep, sky's falling. Fuck it, everything's yeah, bad. Well, here's We're my stars. here's my thing. Here here's my big big thing. Um, and Brentford is uh, a counterattacking team, so they're. 
we are going to be susceptible to counterattacks all season long, whether we like it or not. Uh, um, I mean, we're, it's going to be a situation where we score a lot of goals. And until we figure out the defense, we're going to give up a lot of goals. Van Event's not coming in in the first game. He's not, he's not going to be there to play, to, to start that first game. <clears throat> so, uh, so the question is, who do, you, and Davies? Who, do you, who do you put there with Davis? Uh, I would, or with, uh, with Romero, um, I would argue, uh, that Davis is the guy, but Dave Sanchez may have, he shouldn't be. Yeah. Dave Sanchez may have played himself into a, into a spot today. Who knows? Who knows what he's done? And there, there might have been a reason that Dave Sanchez was put on that side today. Um, so that said, uh, I don't think it's Eric be, Dyer could be worse. And Buemo, and, and Buemo is going to be is going to be up front probably right for for them. Um, they don't have a shortage of really good players. You know they they have Pinnock, uh on on defense. He's a, he's a he, he's a he's not a great defender. He's a solid defender. Um, but I think Embuemo is going to be the guy if if they're going to score goals. He's going to be the guy who's going to score goals for them. Um, because obviously Tony's not there, but they are, they are a team that's opportunistic and they will counterattack. They will transition on you. And, uh, if there's anything that we've seen about Spurs this year so far is we hold a lot of fucking possession. Uh, we actually lost possession, uh, against, against Barcelona today, mostly because, you know, 90% of those guys out there hadn't played 90 minutes yet. And they played 90 minutes and they're gas those last 15 minutes of the game. But um, I think that if we go out there with our starting 11, we fucking run Barcelona today. Absolutely. Even, even, even as they played their starting 11 uh, minus good to one, who's probably going to be in the starting 11, but um, if he gets registered, <laughs> That's the other thing, right? Um, but City I think it's gonna. Be, I think the game's gonna be a little closer than you think. I think it's gonna be a, like a four to two, a four to, or four to three game, and it's gonna be a nail biter. I think it, it's gonna be a nail biter. I think second half Spurs is gonna be is gonna be a thing for the first uh, first couple months until we get our footing under us. Uh, we're gonna hold a lot of possession. We're gonna shoot a lot. Uh, we're gonna make risky passes. Uh, that we weren't allowed to or weren't able to make, um, you know, I think that was part of like when Pus- when uh, when Hobby did that fucking airball, uh, you know, Puskugly. <laughs> that was part of why that was part of why he was angry because he, you know, right after that he was like swinging his arms like go go go. He wants guys. He wants guys to get into those positions and make those risky passes. He would rather you make a risky pass. And fuck it up, than to not make a risky pass and pass it backwards, right? Did you he see him throw his arms up as Vicario kicked out of uh, out of play? Yeah, I, yeah. Vicario is another issue uh, for me. Uh, he takes, on, I think, he takes unnecessary risks. I think he yeah. <laughs> puts himself into some yes. bad positions, um, and he he's going to be a little bit of a learning curve. And I wouldn't be surprised if we see. Uh, if we see Frazier in there a couple of, a couple of times uh, in the early going. I, I'd be lying if I said I, I wasn't a little bit uh, 
maybe uh, psychotically impressed with his uh, headed clearance before he scrambled back and pawed <laughs> the ball off. That that was fucking ballsy, man. But uh, yeah, I, I think Vicario's got a bit of a learning curve ahead of him for sure. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm fucking crazy. I, I like him. I, I I really do. I don't know if he's the best goalie. I don't know if he's the best option we could have gotten. But the dude is just fucking. The best option we could have gotten is, is going to Arsenal. Yeah, um, he is a fucking zany ass player, and and honestly, right now, before the season's underway, before we go on a losing streak, I'm here for it. What is what is it about the Italian goalkeeper that it, like they're fucking lunatics? Dude, this guy is batshit crazy. You know, like he does some crazy shit, right? Fucking diving saves. <clears throat> He's all over the fucking place. This this dude, I have no idea what we're going to expect, but I guarantee if, if you need heart medication or something, make sure you're refilled because this team is going to fucking put you in the ground this season, especially right. as we start to uh, really solidify Edge's system and, and, and make some grabs because... Holy shit. Like, the, it, if nothing else, it's going to be an exciting game. It's going to be an exciting season. And I am so looking forward to it. Yeah. I, I think the saving grace for us in this game is going to be uh, in the end that uh, David Raya is going to be a fucking gooner. Uh, and they're going to get him for less than, for less than uh, Brentford wanted us to pay. So there's something there. Well, let's go out there with a Brentford. chip on our shoulder. Let's get Harry Kane uh, two goals of the four that we're going to score, and uh, let's let's go take three points out of uh, out of this weekend. But Here, it's going to well, be a roller coaster, and uh, I'm excited for this season to start. I will be uh, I will be at Boston Spurs for the start of the uh, of this Premier League season. I'm taking my son to his first game at Fenway Park on Friday and on Sunday we're headed over to Boston Spurs for uh for the match um at their new home and I don't remember the name of the place but I'm going to plug them um and hopefully it's a it's a wonderful experience and I get to meet a lot of great new people and unfortunately I don't have stickers to pass out so Oh well. Oh well. We'll, we'll get them. We'll get them. Yep. Oh, um, I just saw your cat. Yeah, she's back here. Hang out. Um <laughs> Before we wrap it up, I've got just another fun question. First goal for Spurs. Who do you think's getting it this season? Ooh, this is fun. It's going to be somebody you don't. I, I, I'm going to. You know what? Harry Kane. You think Harry Kane's getting the first goal? Yep. Yep. I want to say. I want to say Sonny. Uh, but I think it's Harry Kane. I am going to back my man, and I am going to say Decky opens the scoring for Spurs this season. Excellent, excellent. I would love that. I Decky, Decky's my guy too. I love Decky. Honestly, um, you know, my, my gut says it's probably going to be a midfielder. To be honest, Madison maybe. Uh, I don't think Harry Kane is getting the first goal. I think if. If Harry Kane plays for us at Brentford this weekend and we go on to a multi-goal game, I think he at least gets a brace. I think he's scoring at least two goals. I don't think he opens the scoring. That's that's my guess right now. It's going to be crazy because, like, you know, you had 
Ben last year Bentinger scored five goals. Fucking Hobby scored five goals. Like who knows? Like who knows? And then and then Harry Kane scored the rest of them. Um yeah. now this season it's happen. like who's gonna score? It could be anybody. Skippy scored Charleston could come off the bench and score for fuck's sake. Skippy scored twice. Against Barcelona. Against Barcelona. And one of them was a fucking header from Perisic. I mean, come on. Yeah, you know what? That's the thing too, is that like Barcelona has some has some really big issues. And I'm going to tell you right now, the money that they paid for Jules Kunde and the money that we thought we were going to have to, we almost paid for Jules Kunde. He, he's fine for La Liga, right? But yeah. he's not going to hold up against the Premier League side. And I'm glad we didn't get him. So that's that's my final word, my final thought. Final thoughts. Speaking of, we got we got a hit closing thoughts, right? Any yeah, we, anything else? Closing from thoughts you? right now. No closing thoughts for me. Um, right now, we're still experiencing flooding in Vermont. So, um, any kind of flood relief, uh, any kind of flood relief that you can uh, donate to, please donate to that. Uh, Middlebury flooded um, just last Friday, as did uh, as did the city of Rutland uh, again flooded. Um, we're still experiencing, uh, you know, thousand, thousand year rainstorms basically, uh, here in Vermont and, and just any kind of relief you can give to anybody, please. If you're in the area, if you're not in the area and you want to seek it out, go ahead and, uh, and, and donate, uh, um, you can just, you can Google, there's a probably 10 different funds you can, you can, uh, donate to that, that, that help folks who are, displaced from their homes or displaced, you know, or, 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 ha- or having trouble uh, kind of resetting after, after the flooding and stuff that happened. So we're still experiencing that we had torrential downpours all day today. Um, and by the end of the week, the, the lake and the river levels are going to be up again. So um, let's just think of our neighbors. Absolutely. Great shout. And frankly, I, I want to leave it at that. I mean, I don't really have any other closing thoughts to uh, to share aside from, you know, let's, again, consider our neighbors, take care of one another. You know, it's easy for us to get caught up in, in the rivalries and the arguments and the, you know, blah, 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 fucking Premier League's back, right? But at the end of the day, you know, I see somebody on the street, house underwater, <clears throat> they got an Arsenal flag out there. I still want to help them out, right? Like, rivalries only go so far you got to take care of people especially when they're in your own backyard um you know it's unfortunate what we're seeing in vermont with all the flooding but frankly these sorts of conditions they're not limited to vermont you know we've seen heat deaths in the south of of the u.s we've seen uh you know earthquakes in in turkey last year we've seen lots of environmental issues hitting all spurs fans all football fans all over the world and uh you know, if if we're able, if we can do something to help out our neighbors, to help our communities, absolutely, I would encourage every single one of us to take those opportunities. Um, I, I got to give a shout out, Boston Bruins, that organization, they were up in Vermont helping out with some of the cleanup efforts. So uh, mm-hmm. kudos to you guys. You know, it's not soccer necessarily, and they're not really from Vermont, but they recognize an opportunity to take care of their neighbors and to help out and uh you know, I, I I love to see when an organization does something like that. Uh, you know, it's easy to give the money. It's another thing to actually physically come up and, and lend a hand. 
Um, so big shout out to Boston Bruins. Um, really loved seeing you guys up here. And uh, to all our listeners out there, those of you who have contributed, who are able to contribute, uh, and those of you who, you know, simply just pass along the message to others who who might be able to do what you can't, you know, we love and appreciate each and every one of you. Um, hopefully this stuff dies down and we can uh, just go on to talking football. Absolutely. Absolutely. And um, just for uh, Dave, who's not here, and Steve, love and appreciate both of you guys. And uh, as we close out here, Steve, uh, what's your what are your last words? Don't be an asshole. And Mike, your last words? You know, the world is crazy, guys. <laughs> we're having the flooding. Uh, we're, we're, we have people who think they can just do and say whatever the hell they want. Um, I, had a friend who was assault- I had a friend who was assaulted a- the other day uh, walking his dog. Um, and, you know, you have to watch out. You just have to watch out. So I, I just want everybody to say, you know, just to walk around with your head up and just be safe out there. Okay. Everybody, be please, safe. Please, 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 please. And uh, come on, you spurs. Stay